Who are the biggest dynasty winners and losers in week one of the 2022 NFL season? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my co-host at FF uh, Sad Cowboys fan, aka Marcus Mosier. Yes. Yes. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And guys, give the show a follow. We finally have week one football to talk about. We have tangible things to talk about, real action to cover. And we're going to help you use that action, break it all down to help you build the ultimate dynasty roster. So uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And of course, subscribe on YouTube where we are posting five shows a week. So you never miss any of the action. Marcus, how do you feel today? I'm as not cowboys great. Not aside, great. <laughs> cowboys aside, because uh, this is not the locked on cowboys di- or no. locked on cowboys dynasty podcast. Yeah. This is the, the locked on dynasty. You had uh 16 games in week one to uh, take the edge off, if you will, because we've all been really pent up and we've we've been arguing about hypotheticals for, uh, you know, seven months now. And there's real action to talk about. So give me your rapid reaction. Cowboys aside. Uh, Yeah, it was a fun week. We had a lot of games come down right to the wire. Uh, We had some big fantasy performances by a couple of guys that we might have forgot about. Uh, overall, it was a, a very exciting week one outside of a, a couple stinker games, especially one on Sunday night football, Kate. Uh, but all right, yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's do some biggest winners and losers. And I want to start with the biggest winner. Uh, you go first. Who was your biggest dynasty winner in week one? It's got to be Saquon Barkley That's, for that's me. the answer, right? That's who I had as well. Yeah, I mean, 18 rush attempts, 164 rushing yards, a touchdown to boot. Average nine yards per carry and, I mean, just looked fantastic. Only had two negative rush attempts uh, in that entire uh, in that entire run. We had four rush attempts of four, uh, 10 or plus yards. Like, he looked good. He looked explosive. He reminded me of the Saquon Barkley of mm-hmm. old. And barring Monday Night Football sits as the RB1 on the week. Uh, I think it's kind of clear from the game script we saw this team is going to at least for now run on the back of Saquon Barkley yeah I mean what a monster performance by him like he finally looked healthy he was making plays in the receiving game he was busting long runs who could have predicted yeah I mean and this is a here's the thing this wasn't a bad defense they're playing like this is one of the better front sevens in the NFL with the Titans on the road and this is what Saquon does. I think a performance like this, he might not be able to replicate it again this season. But what it's going to do is it's going to give Brian Dable a lot of trust that like, hey, things might not be going super well in the first quarter or the first half. But let's stick with this guy. Let's continue to give him a bunch of touches because we know at any moment he can change the game. And he did yesterday. Like he he helped the Giants absolutely win that game. It was nice to see Barkley back. It has RB10 right now in Dynasty. Yeah, he might be paying some big, big dividends on that price already. Yeah, I mean, 
already in week one had almost 200 scrimmage yards, which that comes down to like almost a fourth of the yardage he had all in 2021. Like, are you expecting nearly 200 scrimmage yards every week? No, but again, on the field, when you watch him play, he looks explosive and it just looks like the guy that you wanted him to be last year returning from the torn ACL. Um, any wide receivers that stick out for you, Marcus? I mean, there's a certain receiver in Minnesota that we need to talk about, right? Like we Adam saw Cooper- Thielen, kind of disappointing <laughs> week. I know. Uh, KJ Osborne, three for 14. No, I mean, we saw we saw Cooper Cup have a really nice uh, week one performance for the Rams. Everybody was talking about him, including us. Um, but then we were reminded why so many people were ranking Justin Jefferson by the time we got to, you know, the actual season ahead of Cooper cup and redraft leagues, Justin Jefferson went bonkers nine for one eighty four and two touchdowns. Kate, I'm telling you the game could have been even bigger. He had another catch in the end zone where I thought he got both of his feet down. The referees disagreed. I mean, this could have very easily been a 10 for 203 touchdowns cash <laughs> I mean I kind of think he's the best receiver in football and you saw that the way that Kevin O'Connell used him like I saw two two snaps in the backfield one as a tight end 12 in the slot a bunch on the outside some big over like arching routes to get him in space like this thing is real like he, he is going to have a monster monster season in Minnesota seventh most receiving yards in a week one game among wide receivers dating back to the year 2000 Marcus that is a uh, that's like a a 22 year sample size and he's got the seventh most receiving yards I mean he he looks special I think this offense is going to complement what he does perfectly and I think the really exciting thing is that we saw all of these bits uh, that we've been kind of hearing about in terms of Dable's offense or um, like what, what, or not Dable, uh, we, Kevin O'Connell, Kevin yep. O'Connell. Yep. Um, we, we heard what all of these bits were going to look like and how that was going to translate from the Rams. And it did, it looked yes. exactly what we wanted it to look like. And we, we saw the continued ability to make plays a couple other people. I want to shout out quickly, Cordero Patterson, uh, yes. finished yes. the day with 22 rush attempts. Uh, that's as many as Nick Chubb, as many as Derrick Henry, like, uh, or sorry, one, one more than Derrick Henry. And again, looked really good doing it. Average 5.4 yards per attempt. Um, and like, again, had receiving work to boot. I I think that Cordero Patterson, he, he didn't do anything to lose that job. And he might end up being like one of the biggest steals of 2022, in the sense that, like, again, he's kind of free in Dynasty. He's not a guy that I think you should acquire if you are in a rebuilding kind of situation. But if you're going to win now, th- like, there might not be a better depth piece to add that, you know, it, it it's hard to find potential yep. RB1 production for the price that you can acquire Cordero Patterson with. All right, let's, uh, let's do some dynasty losers from week one. Okay, but before we get there, I want to tell you about Brightco. 
you don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want to be the guy spotted all over the internet that lost their their wedding ring or the engagement ring or their really important necklace. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for the full value of that ring or necklace, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest and the absolute easiest way to cover your butt when it comes to jewelry insurance, ring insurance, anything like that. Uh, they've, they've made buying insurance for your ring just so easy. All you need is just a few minutes on the phone. It takes two minutes, and it's only 5 bucks a month, and you'll get totally comprehensive coverage, and it won't take more than just a few seconds. Check it out at bright.co forward slash locked on. Again, go to bright.co forward slash locked on get the, to get the absolute best coverage for your wedding ring, engagement ring, or whatever kind of jewelry you, it's special for you. All right, okay, biggest dynasty loser for you in week one. Travis Etienne. Guys, I'm, I'm bummed. I'm really sad to see the usage that we saw for Travis Etienne in week one. I, like, I had him ranked quite highly, but Marcus came out, only had four total rush attempts, which – Kind of mind-boggling considering two of them went for 10 or more rush yards. Uh, One of them went for over 20 yards, and he still just didn't get involved. And I really thought that we were going to see him be featured a bit more. We saw James Robinson in his return from the Achilles have 11 carries, 66 yards and a score, and he looked good. But, like, man, Travis Etienne's lack of involvement – uh, out of the gate. I'm sure they're going to ramp that up. Well, but- I'd also say there was another play really quickly. There was a play late in this game where Travis Etienne was wide open for a touchdown and he dropped it. And it probably would have helped the Jags win this game when you're doing stuff like that. I know it's his first game in the NFL, but still it's concerning. But it's concerning when you have, you know, especially in a game where you nece- you didn't necessarily have high expectations for James Robinson in this one, when James Robinson's exceeding some of those expectations and you have that kind of situation, just not, not the usage I wanted to see, not, uh, you know, it, it's, it's disappointing and it might take a while longer before we see Travis Etienne take yes. over the job. I think he will. Um, and, but I think we're going to need to be patient for our fantasy football teams. Um, I'll go with another running back, uh, same division. What about Damian Pierce? Yeah. Uh, we were told all the last couple of weeks and we saw it that he didn't play with the, didn't play in the preseason because he was going to be with the starters. Uh, Damian Pierce, 11 carries for 33 yards. Rex Burkett, uh, out touched him 14 carries for 40 yards. Burkett got five catches for 30 yards in the passing game. And the thing that's weird here, Kate, is like this is the perfect game for Damian Pierce, right? At one point, the Texans were up 20 to 3 going into the fourth quarter. So would you think, oh, this is perfect. Allow him to wear down the Colts defense and let him get the to workhorse load. Didn't happen. It feels like this is still going to be a committee um, at best, right, for Damian Pierce. It's a blow if you thought if you traded valuable draft capital for him thinking he was going to be a RB1 right away. I mean, I think, again, kind of like Travis Etienne, I think this is going to be his job. Um, but, you know, it, it this, you know, again, if I saw 
Damian Pierce get a ton of carries uh, and like 11 was like more than enough for me. Uh, like this was a tough defense. Like this was not the ideal matchup, uh, despite yep. the fact that they were able to get a lead, um, you know, ended up obviously losing that lead at some point and the game script flipped. But I, I think that this is going to be another situation where, again, you have to be patient uh, and you're going to be probably a little bit disappointed. But I think all in all, like what you saw from the Texans, uh, pretty encouraging in terms of what they were able to do on defense. And I, I think they looked a little bit more dominant than probably anybody expected coming out of the gate. Brandon Cooks looked good. I think this entire team is headed in the right direction. So, like, I'm not dropping Damian Pierce. Do not do that just yet. Uh, and no, do not no. drop Travis Etienne just yet. But if you have better options on a week-to-week basis for your flex, you're going to need to use them. Uh, I've got two more, and I, I want your thoughts on both. Uh, first one, Najee Harris. Um, I mean, he didn't look good before he got hurt. He had 10 carries for 23 yards, and that included a run of 11-yard skate. Um, two catches for three yards in the receiving game. Did score a touchdown. It didn't look like there was a big difference between him and Jalen Warren. The Steelers undrafted free agent. We knew that Najee had a, a foot injury coming into this game. He left the game with some kind of ankle injury. I'm sure it sounds like he's going to be okay. But still, this offensive line for Pittsburgh seems really, really bad. And I just don't know if Najee's going to be able to get the volume that we saw a year ago to be you know, a top five, top six dynasty running back. I mean, especially not if he's not healthy. Uh, I mean, like all all signs say that it's not a serious injury. But again, what does that really mean? I Like, I think we should expect him to be missing time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm, I'm not taking it for granted that we're going to have him this week. And if he plays in week two, Marcus, you know he's not at all healthy. No. Um, and I'm just not interested in that. If he's active, of course, you have to play him in your team. Uh, in your lineup, but not, not a great outlook. Again, the offensive line really not going to be conducive to efficient running. And I think nope. that, uh, you know, the way that the Steelers are going to have to work this run game is by, you know, orchestrating some designed runs, like for the wide receivers, we saw Chase Claypool get involved as a runner. Like, that's probably how they're going to try to orchestrate the run game is by, you know, miscues and misdirections and because they can't do it with. Well, I mean, just to get into like that, that game a little bit, everything Pittsburgh did on offense was like smoke and mirrors, right? Like there's no base of their offense that they can rely on consistently. So it has to be jet sweeps to chase Claypool or end arounds or, Fleet or double passes, kind of like they did to, to get the one big. Like that's kind of the way their offense looks right now. Yeah, uh, I mean, Marcus, you weren't feeling good as a Cowboys fan. I'm not feeling good as a Steelers fan. It, can we, it's, can it's we talk great. about the Cowboys just really quickly? Because uh, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest losers on Sunday is CD Lamb. Um, yep. Did not play well with Dak Prescott. Two catches for 29 yards. Uh, he had a drop. But Tampa Bay was just doubling and tripling him all game long, right? Like they were not going to let him get loose. And now with Dak Prescott expected to miss, from what I'm hearing, at least eight games and maybe more. There's some concern that it could be even longer. 
I, I don't know if Cooper Rush throwing to a double covered CD Lamb is going to produce a lot of fantasy points. So, for somebody who is being you know regularly ranked as a top three, top four dynasty receiver, it's awfully concerning. Now, Marcus, I so my concern with CD Lamb, and I've always been sort of the the pump the brakes on CD Lamb because my concern was that I wasn't sure with you know, some injuries uh, in, in to your depth pieces within that wide receiver room without Amari Cooper. I was not sure if CeeDee Lamb was ready to take that jump mm-hmm. to be the focal point of the offense. And I think what we saw yesterday, um, like I'm going to contrast what we saw with the Vikings versus like, it, you know, CeeDee Lamb versus Justin Jefferson. Sure. Like Justin Jefferson looked like, it doesn't really matter who's covering him. Like if you if you place Justin Jefferson in the situation with the Cowboys, like they had yesterday in Monday night fo- or Sunday night football, I think we would have seen more success from Justin Jefferson, and that is what scares me. Do you think? Um, what is your reasoning for like if we're going to back off CD Lamb a bit? Is this a buy low moment if everybody's going to be? down on him are you actually concerned that he's not going to be able to be that alpha one wide receiver that you need him to be as like i I just don't know what's gonna there i just don't know what's gonna happen like it feels like we've been waiting for this breakout for a while and i mean listen we've talked about it like i like cd lamb a lot i just don't know this offense is conducive to getting him the kind of touches that a cooper cup or a, uh, a justin jefferson gets and again, with Dak probably going to miss 60% of the fantasy football, you know, regular season, I don't know. Okay, I, it, it's it's starting to get me really, really nervous. If I can flip CeeDee Lamb for Devontae Adams, I know that sounds absolutely crazy or nuts. Or if I can flip him for Cooper Cup, who is six years older, I'm probably doing it because I just have more faith in those guys for the next two or three years to give me actual wide receiver one performances. I think it's going to be a from the rest of this season. It's going to be an uphill fight for CD Lamb to post wide receiver one numbers, and that's concerning now that we're already into year three. But not just for this season. So, like, let's say next year, Dak Prescott back fully healthy, um, but they still don't have like you know another. The thing Top. is, Michael Michael Gallup will come back eventually this year, right? And so that's going to take away some of his targets. And I just think with Steven and Jerry Jones, the Cowboys want to play a certain style of offense. I don't think they want to feed one receiver 170 targets. So you need to be highly efficient, right? And I just I mean, don't... some of us have been saying this for a little while now. That's true. Some uh, of that's us. enough. That's can we stop talking about the Cowboys, please? <laughs> please. I don't, I've never cried on the Lockdown Dynasty podcast before, but I'm getting very, very close. I'm getting my goal. <laughs> my goal is to have uh, you shed tears. Uh, uh, all right. We, uh, we got some more players to talk about. Before we do that, I want to tell you about prize picks. How does it work? All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch that includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, 
MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Prize Pick app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That means if you deposit 100, they'll give you 100. If you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Kate, we're going to do some rapid fire here, just really quickly on every single game from the Sunday afternoon slate. Let's do it. Miami at New England. Tyree Kill's still balling. Yeah. Ty- eight for 94 in the receiving game, uh, one for six in the rushing game. The answer to Waddle, Tyreek, I think this year is both. You're going to want both of those guys on your team. Uh, next game, the Ravens and Jets. Ravens kill the Jets 24 to 9. I think the takeaway is probably just that Rashad Bateman is good at football and hashtag. Yep. Keep an eye on Devin Duvernay. I <laughs> just I get, don't... Him, get him more, get Bateman more touches, please, and more targets. But I mean, Brees Hall, six for 23, six for 38. The, the receiving game is nice, but how about Michael even... Carter? What, yeah. what about that quick takeaway from Michael Carter? Because he, I mean, he's just good at football. He's hashtag good at football, and he might be a hashtag pain in the butt yeah. for Brees Hall and Brees Hall managers. Uh, Steelers, Bengals, we already talked about this game a little bit, but Jamar Chase, 10 for 129 in a touchdown. He could have had an even bigger day. Still pretty good at football. Uh, yeah, and Joe Burrow, he's going to be fine. Uh, weird game. Weird game, and, you know, I, I kind of projected this to be not a great outing for Joe Burrow. I didn't expect what we got, but, I mean, let's let's be real. He had a ruptured appendix. He's been out the preseason, like, Missed some some valuable time with yeah. team drills, and uh, he's just got to get his footing back, and he will. He's going to be fine. Colts, Texans, Michael Pittman, 9 for 129. Jonathan Taylor, 31 carries for 161 yards. Biggest takeaway? Uh, I mean, it's got to be Michael Pittman. He yeah. is showing to be the wide receiver that we wanted him to be. This is a breakout season. Currently heading into Monday Night Football, sitting as the wide receiver five. On the week. Uh, all right, next one. Jacksonville, Washington. Uh, for me, Kate, Antonio Gibson, 14 carries, 58 yards, but seven for 72 in the receiving game. Looks like they kind of finally unlocked him. Yeah, I think uh, he's going to be just fine. And whoever uh, in your, your redraft leagues drafted him probably got a nice deal. But I'm going to actually pivot here. Uh, mm. And I'm going to say Carson Wentz, interesting, interesting player to look at. Uh, heading into week two gets another matchup against the lions this week. So like if you've got him as a QB two in your super flex leagues, I do think we need to be considering Carson Wentz posted almost 28 fantasy points, had 41 pass attempts, 313 yards, four touchdowns and two interceptions. I think it's going to be one of these situations for Washington where it's not necessarily pretty, but I think Carson Wentz, if as long as he's the quarterback, I think he's going to probably score some fantasy points. So worth a yeah. look uh, and worth a potential trade target in some of those super flex two quarterback formats. 
49ers bears did we just throw out everything in that game because it was yes. so sloppy okay th- at what like at what point honestly like can teams just show up and say like i'm not playing on that like uh, what do the bears do that was pretty close that was close it's bad like it's, bad. I, it's real bad they need to fix this i i don't know what the solution is but like uh, we need a drainage system guys i don't know eagles lions uh brushing yards all over the place in this one Yes, uh, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. That's the takeaway. Uh, that AJ Brown. I mean, we knew whatever his receiving yardage total was this week, he was going to smash the over. He's a bona fide wide receiver one in that offense. Next game: Saints Falcons. Um, I, I'm going to roll with my takeaway as Drake London, who yep. in his professional debut had you know over 70 receiving yards, looked looked every bit the part. Uh, on on seven targets, seventy four receiving yards, yep. uh, five receptions. I you know played seventy two percent of offensive snaps this week, coming off an injury. I think this is just the beginning for yep. Drake London. And I would also mention Michael Thomas, five for fifty two and two touchdowns. Whoo! Um, that honestly, I can't believe I didn't mention yeah, that. As that's right. He, he's back, which is good to see. Browns, Panthers. Baker Mayfield looks bad. <laughs> That's my takeaway. Yeah, Nick I, Chubb, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt were incredible in this game. If you watch yeah. it, those guys were awesome. Um, they might be able to keep the Browns alive just because they're such good football players. Uh, did Giants, we not Titans, know that? We no, we knew that. that. We just we needed to be reminded. Uh, Giants Titans. Uh, we kind of talked about that game quite a bit with Saquon Barkley. Derrick Henry, twenty-one for eighty-two. It's whatever, but I, I don't think we needed to talk about that one anymore. <laughs> Raiders Chargers, Kate. Uh, Derek Carr doesn't look great. Um, but the biggest takeaway has got to be Devonte Adams because yes. he did everything that you wanted him to do and more. Um, Devonte Adams looked great without Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Aaron Rodgers did not look great without yeah. uh, Devonte Adams and ten for one forty one and a touchdown. But the the kicker here, Marcus, seventeen targets. I know, we, like I, it's always fun to do this, but I mean, Devonte Adams currently on pace for 289 targets this year. Who could beat that? Seems low. Seems low. Seems low. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, he's going to have a huge year. He had more receiving yards in this game than all of the Packers receivers had in Week One. Uh, speaking of the Packers, Packers Vikings. I mean, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, but truly, the takeaway, honestly, probably comes down to, uh, you know the run game and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Cause we saw AJ Dillon touch the ball more often. Um, okay. A little mildly concerned about Aaron Jones, but only five rushing attempts on the entire day yeah. um, did see five targets, which is great. But if this isn't going to be a overly productive offense, I don't know. Why isn't he touching the ball? I, I don't know. I, go, we're going to need more games, but it's concerning. Go by Alan Lazard right now because it's clear he's going to be the, the alpha receiver once he gets back on the field. So go go by Alan Lazard. Uh, Cardinals Chiefs. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. My God, he is a freak. He is just – I it's, mean, it's, it's kind of amazing because we got two, like – really fantastic performances out of Josh Allen uh, and out of Patrick Mahomes. And it just goes to show you exactly why it's QB one and QB one. Like yep. 
And Isaiah Pacheco led the team in carries. Kind of interesting. Whoop. Uh, Dallas, Tampa Bay. I'm going to do this one, Kate. Um, my, or Julio Jones, maybe not completely washed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I would say not completely washed. He did give me a little scare though. He had one big long catch down the field and, uh, like took a, a little tumble at the end of it, looked mm-hmm. a little slow to get up. So I feel like I'm going to be holding my breath every time I see, uh, Julio Jones fall or, or, you know, have any sort of collision after a catch, but hashtag uh, definitely probably going to score some points this year. Uh, uh, what a what an absolutely fun team! But all right, so thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. I promise I'm going to be less depressed on Friday. I just need a few days. Uh, make sure you li- check out our second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show with Matt Williamson. Uh, former NFL scout. Also, you guys know him as the other host of the Lockdown Dynasty podcast. It's free. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Follow our show, the Lockdown Dynasty podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Kate at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.